Indie devs are time travelers. Hello, fellow indie devs. It is your host, Debonair, the only host on the only channel where we get your games up and running as fast as we possibly can. This is the Indie Year podcast hosted by Debonair Design Studio. And as I stated previously, I am the host, Debonair, hoping that you are able to get your games up and running as fast as you possibly can. And today we are having a small, brief discussion about the fact that big games can only be made by small games. And that means you as an indie game developer are a time traveler. Let's discuss what this means and more in the continuation of the podcast. I think when discussing things, it is best to come from a vantage point, a viewpoint that is anecdotal. However, as I look across the landscape of the indie game development industry as a whole even though it's not necessarily an industry but you get my drift as i look over it overall i see that when it really comes down to it many people when it comes to game dev are time travelers and what i mean by this is to become a indie game developer you first got to use the small games to take the big steps I'm currently working on a game known as Battle Network Ultimate, although because of Capcom, I definitely am probably going to have to change the name unless I'm able to pitch it to them and have them pay me for the continuation of the work. However, in order to facilitate being able to make that game, there are a lot of things that I don't know about game engines. And one of those things is that no matter what game engine you use, whether it be Unreal, whether it be Unity, whether it be Game Maker, RPG Maker, or BuildBox, the number one codeless solution for developing video games quickly and effectively, all of them have their perks and all of them have their disadvantages. So one of the things that you're going to be doing when you initially begin developing video games is learning what bugs exist in the game engines that you use and more often than not you're going to be bogged down by specific bugs and you're going to believe that updating is going to assist you but i'm going to let you know that's i'm sad to say it's i'm sorry to say but you probably should not update so please stop updating work on your game in perpetuity with the game engine that's already working for you and do not update until you have completed said game, okay? I'm letting you know from experience, my friend. Moving along. Now, as I stated previously, we are time travelers. And what I mean by this is that you have to use the big game, the small games, excuse me, to make the big games. I'm currently working on a game and one thing that I had to learn is how to make a chess game. I'm using learning how to make a chess game in order to better control a tactical based game um, that allows you to move your enemies, I mean, well not your enemies, but move your party members into different locations in order to get the upper hand. But chess is the base format for all of the games that you like that are tactic based from 
Final Fantasy Tactics, to Fire Emblem, to, um, I believe there is a, not Star Ocean, but it's like a, a galactic war-based game, um, your Warhammer 40k, Hero Clicks, things of that nature, whether it be a board game or not, such as Monopoly or Life. In order for these games to exist, chess had to exist first. And so us as game devs, in order to make our bigger games, we have to make a small game. Many game devs that I see like to make platformers first. Me personally, I can never get behind it. I am, I've always been and probably always will be a 3D game fanatic. And so I like really try to refrain from 2D games with the exception of retro games that I play via Game Boy Advance emulator. But for the most part, I try to play as many 3D games as I possibly can. Since we are time travelers, it is only right that I tell you how to travel faster through time and hurry up and get to our modern day. I would suggest being inspired not by the flappy birds of days past, but actually go more in depth to create games that will better facilitate your learning experience. For instance, Tetris is a good game to go back on and try to create. With it, you will learn things like creating gravity, basically creating a speed up or slow down of movement. You will also learn how to manipulate either 3D or 2D models, because Tetris can actually work with both. You'll learn how to create a scoring system and so much more. You could even possibly learn how to um, create cheat codes. I know back in the day, cheat codes used to be all of the rage. And sadly, I think that they have uh, been out of the gaming landscape for a very long time. And why not leave it up to the indie devs, the people who really enjoy video gaming, the people who really know what the people want in order to bring it back, right? Next on the chopping block, of course, as I stated previously, is a chess game. I'm currently working on a tutorial specifically for you using our best, fastest software known as BuildBox for you to be able to create a chess-like game. And from that chess-like game, you will be able to manipulate the template once you have completed the tutorial in order to even sell your 3D models and then some, all in one application, all on one platform, unless you wanna do multiple platforms. But utilizing old school games, then maybe you could come to a Angry Birds, you know, Flappy Birds or something like that. Those are even easier to create now more than ever. But if that sounds like something you're into, I would not blame you. As I said, you don't necessarily need to get into your big game just yet. Look at the fundamental building blocks of the big game that you are enticed by creating, you are inspired to create, and find out how to create 
small parts of that game into some kind of small game loop, getting demos out and published. And these small intricate games can be utilized to create uh, of uh, some kind of income for you so that you can better facilitate the creation of those big games. Because some of the best and biggest games also have a multitude of um, gameplay loops that cause it to take them longer to make. And then there is the artistic element. And the simpler the game, the less you have to focus on programming and the more you can focus on making it look a little bit more polished so that you can increase, you can increase some downloads. I know it's hard out there for a game dev. And so I'm letting you in on the channel on the podcast. Here is a podcast where indie devs are the most important part of it. Whether you are just getting started and you have an idea or whether you are already on your way to starting a Kickstarter, please use the show notes in order to contact the Debonair podcasting team in the hopes of having you on the channel or on the podcast for an interview all about you and your game. Share this with other game devs across the World Wide Web and let's get working on your game and helping out other game devs all over.